Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, welcome. It's uh, Columbus Day, Monday, 10 October in the year of the Lord 2022. Tomorrow, we're four weeks away from this most monumental midterm election since the Civil War. And I know all of you folks are ready to roll. Uh, let me make a comment. I'll bring Cortez. I got more. We're trying to get Eduardo if we can figure this out. Um, I love our side of the football. Carrie Lake, Tudor Dixon, Dr. Joseph Latipo, Christine Caramo, Joe Kent. You look at the breadth in depth of our team, it is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And the people that come to our cause every day, you know why? Because they hear, uh, they've heard Fauci, they've heard of these guys, and they finally hear a Dr. Joseph Latipo, and they go, wow, I didn't know that. And they see it, and next thing you know, it's their awakening. This is how it happens. This is why you have to push this info. You have to be a force multiplier. Just push this information out. I can tell you, it's how this show started with, on the John Frederick's two sticks, two AM sticks in Richmond in a Facebook page. And why this show's a monster show today. The reason is you just push out the information and we have the Steve Cortezes and the Steve Moores and the Dr. Latipo's on here and the Carrie Lakes and the Finchams and all of it. From soup to nuts on every topic in the world, Joel. Cortez, connect some dots. For, I, and sure. Let me just also be blunt about the way they roll in the free state of Florida. And this is not about... Let's drop 2024. I'm talking about saving this country. Here's what I love about the way they roll. DeSantis, you know, DeSantis may not be the most charismatic guy you ever met. He may not have graduated from charm school. But that brother is taking on BlackRock. <laughs> He's taking on the asset managers. He's taking on Disney. And Steve Cortez, correct me if I'm wrong, did he just put a shot right across the bow of Big Farmer, sir? He sure did. Uh, he said, take that Pfizer, take that Moderna uh, and take that to the public health establishment. You know, I have such just enormous regard for Dr. Latipo. You know, his qualifications are incredibly impeccable, but even more impressive is his character, right? And his willingness to take a tough stand in defense of the truth and in defense of the health and safety of Americans, especially young Americans. So it's really impressive. And to connect this to politics and back to this upcoming election, Steve, I think, you know, a couple of things are crucial. First of all, we are going to earn control of Capitol Hill, but we know we're not going to have the White House again until 2024. So there's a lot we can do there, but there are some limitations. But in states like Florida, in these red states, where we've already earned control of the governor's mansion as well as both houses of the legislature, I think other states, other successful, vibrant states like Texas and Tennessee need to follow the lead of what DeSantis and Latipo are doing. Because, because in the states right now is where we can make the most effective immediate gains against the oligarchs, against big money, against big pharma, against Tony Fauci, against the FBI, all of these factors of life and all these forces and organizations. 
uh, which are attacking our liberty, which are harming us so grievously right now. Our first line of defense must be these red states. So I hope that they will take these other states will take lessons and emulate what's going on in Florida, but also to connect us back to the federal elections, then, yep. to the folks that we're going to send to Washington. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hang on. Hold, hold, hold. Before you go to federal, I'm going to connect it to your piece earlier. If you're, if you can see us or hear us, you know, and we know the guys out in Great Bend, Oregon, but in Oregon, the great state of Illinois, the land of Lincoln, and which has meant so much to this nation, and the Empire State of New York, uh, you're not going to be the free state of Florida overnight, but if you just want some uh, different ideas from the way these places are run today, which is almost like Stalinistic. You've got to get these governors in. you got to get Zeldin. you got to get Darren Beatty, Bailey, and you've got to get this hero that's running out in Oregon right now, which is a heroic race in Oregon because of the meltdown in Portland. I mean, Cortez, this is why these blue states that are basically run like East Germany, right. you have a shot right now. You're not going to be the free state of Florida. But you're going to see such a difference in your life just by having a different set of information out there. Am I wrong, Cortez? Right. You're sitting in Chicago, one of the greatest cities in our country. Right. Always the great number two, the great second city to New York, which is a debacle. And you got that crazy mayor out there that's making, I don't right. know, she's making, uh, uh, you know, uh, music videos now. Right. So, so connect me to those blue state governorships. Sure. This is, this is massive. Now, Steve, and regarding Chicago, obviously I'm biased, having lived here for decades and raised a family in Chicago, but it is the literal and figurative heart of America. And, and, and the heart is sick right now. Chicago is an incredibly troubled place that in many ways resembles a third world city. And that is because of the gross mismanagement of both the mayor, Lori Lightfoot, but also the governor of Illinois, who resides in the city of Chicago, Pritzker. And we have a chance to bounce Pritzker. We have a chance in these other states that you mentioned to bounce these governors. And you're right. So the, these states won't become Tennessee or Florida overnight, but it would be a massive step to have a patriotic populist governor who actually believes in the truth. Because in all three of those states that you're talking about, New York, Illinois, and Oregon, those governors, they effectively outsourced total control of these states during the lockdowns to Anthony Fauci. All right. They made this absolute megalomaniac, I call him the fascist gnome MD, they made him effectively the king of New York and Illinois and Oregon. And he abused his power incredibly in many ways, but one of them being compelling people who didn't want and didn't need the vaccine to take it, including millions and millions of young people for whom it made no risk reward sense at all, as Dr. Latipo now proves with evidence and data. But listen, that's the terrible news, okay, that we can't change the past, but we can change the present and the future. And I think at least two of those three states are going to have, I hope all three, are going to have Republican governors. And I think nationwide, this crop of patriotic populists that we're going to send to the House and the Senate, okay, uh, people like John Gibbs to the House side from West Michigan, people like J.D. Vance and Blake Masters to the Senate, they need to take on big tech because what happened on Friday, the silencing, temporary silencing, thankfully it was temporary, of Latipo shows us once again how pernicious and dangerous the oligarchs of big tech are to the survival and the health of our republic or to it even remaining a republic. So, Steve, I believe that we can't tinker around with big tech. I don't want to hear any more about reforming uh, Section 230. No, we need to channel perhaps the greatest Republican in history, Teddy Roosevelt. And we need to use antitrust. We need to become trust busters against these monopolies who are so harming the United States, which are existential threats to our freedom yeah. and our prosperity in this country. We you need get, to break up and regulate yeah. these companies. And I mean in a very harsh way. And we need the fighters 
who are willing to go to Washington, D.C. to take on big tech because it's not easy because big tech yields enormous sway in Washington, D.C., as you well know. You got a Colombian boxer, a, a boxer of from Chicago of Colombian descent, and you got the Mike Davis, who's a crazy Irishman. They're they're <laughs> on to this. The, the, you can't. There can't be. And we're going to work this through. I understand it's quite controversial. You know me. I want to make them public utilities. We got to work this yeah. through. We will work this through. This is the what they did at Latipo. That's why I had him go through his credentials. This right. is not some guy that wandered in from some junior community college. Right. This is not some political hack. This is a serious, serious medical professional that in addition this is why he's so important oh by the way while i was at harvard i got a phd in the in the right. analytics <laughs> i mean come right. on you understand how hard that is by the way that's why you gotta get the book this guy's not perfect until he got married and the wife i mean it really changed his life i mean he struggled you see those academic credentials and always one success after another after another in one area but his life was a mess that's why you got to get the book the book the arc of this guy's story is incredible and now he's at the forefront of this fight. And trust me, they're coming for Dr. Latipo. They're going to try to destroy Dr. Latipo. Just write that down with your number two pencil. This is Latipo is now going to be a target. I, Cortez, we got a lot on capital markets. I got to get to right. so the audience is up to speed. But I want to bring in Steve Moore. Steve, you've done and you're one of Trump's top advisors on the economy, particularly about growth and about opportunistic, you know, entrepreneurism. You guys have done this amazing study about oil, OPEC all this walk me through what you guys have come up with in your analytics about kind of trump versus biden on where we are on energy sir hey steve good to, good to be with both of the steves uh, i just want to make a quick comment about what you were just talking about uh, uh, with my friend steve cortez two races to really keep an eye on that are absolutely critical critical to the conservative movement we must 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 make sure that uh carrie lake wins in arizona steve i think she is going to win she is, uh, but it's a tight race, and that race has become almost a referendum on school choice. Uh, if if uh, if Terry Lake loses, and I don't think she will, but it's a tight one, the Democrats will use that to crush school choice and parental choice all over the country. So that one is absolutely critical. And I I do hail from the great uh, state of Illinois. I'm a Chicago boy, and I actually believe that we can beat. Uh, Putzker. Putzker is probably the second or third worst governor in America. Yeah. It's a blue state, but I was just there uh, in for a big rally uh, for the Republican there, and I think that race is very winnable. So I just wanted to get that off my chart. No, no. Here, here, I want to say, by the way, we did the cold open in Cary. We're kind of Cary Lake Central. We 100% agree. Nobody talks about this. Where Arizona, they work for years where the money follows the student. Is That's huge. right. They will they will use this 100 percent to shut this down. This is what Carrie Lake is so symbolic on so many levels. But I want to go back to it's, Illinois for a second. The Democrat because in that what, what's her name? Uh, Katie Holmes, I think uh, Hobbs, it is. Hobbs, she Hobbs, is, Hobbs. She is She's totally terrible. in the hip pocket of the teachers union. She's bought and paid yeah. for the teachers unions. It will be a huge setback. We need to do anybody who's on this watching the show. If you're from Arizona, definitely get out and vote for Carrie Lake. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I, I just think we're going to win. You're, a lot. you're in the home. Of, you're you're in the home of the Carrie Lake fanatics. So be, that's, but people don't people know. But people don't tie, tie in the school referendum, which is model for the country. What they did in Arizona, huge. The cash follows the student, not the school. But I want to go back to you. I got two Illinois guys in there because we don't talk about it enough. This is why the Darren Bailey race is so big. 
I keep yeah. talking about the on November 8th when Newsom is going to be giving you the California model. He's going to be the only Democrat standing. Pritzker is going to run for president of the United States. Right. We got a chance to stop Pritzker right now. And listen, Pritzker's a, a, he's a putz. But when you got billions of dollars in back of you, he ain't like Newsom who's had to raise the money. He's got and forget the father, the father-in-law, Newsom's father-in-law is MAGA. I think he watches War Room. The um, Pritzker is going to come at you with one large. One billion dollars he's going to put in this thing. So Pritzker's running for president. Cortez, give me a minute on that, and I yeah. want to go back to more on this Illinois situation. No, I'm glad you brought this up because, look, I think it's it's most important, of course, to win this race for Pritzker to lose, to no longer be the tyrannical governor. He thinks he's a king of Illinois. But here's why you're exactly right. It's important to people outside of Illinois. It's important to people nationwide. He absolutely has presidential aspirations. And unfortunately, he does have, you know, the cash hoard, the inherited fortune to to, to give that a real go. Uh, and this guy is among the most radical Democrats in America. So we want to beat him because we want to save the state of Illinois. But on top of that, it matters for the country. It has consequences for the country for us to simply illuminate and reveal who he really is to the country, what he has done to the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois. The city of Chicago last year had 800 murders, the highest in America, the highest for Chicago in decades. And yet, what does Jamie Pritzker do? As of Jan 1 of next year, the so-called Safety Act, which is completely misnamed, is going to have no cash bail for such serious violent crimes as arson, kidnapping, and second-degree murder in Illinois. That's his response to 800 murders is, let's put a lot of very dangerous, violent accused criminals back on the street with no bail at all. Uh, Steve, give me, I, I got a minute to break. Give me 60 seconds of why you think Darren Bailey, you were out there for the rally, why Darren Bailey, you think, and this is a national race, why you think he can take on Pritzker? Because Pritzker has been, his, his, his record is absolutely dreadful. Did you guys see, I think Steve Cortez, you probably saw this, but the fourth major uh, corporate headquarters is moving out of Chicago. Uh, it is, that's Tyson's uh, Foods, which is moving out. Sears is gone. Um, uh, the Citadel is gone. Um, uh, all these major companies that once were, you know, iconic companies in Chicago are out of there. I don't care. You know, I tell my more liberal and, and moderate friends, I don't care if you like Darren Bailey. I like him a lot. How can you possibly vote for two more year, four more years for a governor who has ruined his state and ruined the biggest city yeah. in the state? So I think it is a referendum on whether you want more of the same. I feel, by the way, I feel the same way. How can people in California vote for their governor? <laughs> He's ruining their state. Or same thing in New okay, York. Hang, hang, hang on for a second. I got, I got I more in Cortez. I'm going to have to negotiate with Cortez during the break to keep him around. I got more Cortez. We got economics. We got oil. We got capital markets all next in the war room. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text 
Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You know, Charlie Kirk follows us now at, uh, so you get another couple hours of populism on Real America's Voice at noon. Make sure you go to tpusa.com. They got their huge event in Phoenix in mid-December. I think it's 16 December. So go check it out right now if you want to get tickets. 15,000 seat auditorium that uh, that were, by the way, slash war room that they're going to fill up. Also, you get the book, The College Scam. If you're thinking about college or if you're a parent, this thing is sending your kid to college. You'll have a whole new perspective when you find out about the college cartel. Also, if you're upset about the trillion dollars that's about to be put on your shoulders from the deadbeat graduate students, read Charlie Kirk's The College Scam. Your head will blow up. TPAUSA.com slash war room. You find out everything about their conferences because these guys, I'm telling you, uh, Turning Point USA is on fire. You know, Moore brings up, uh, Steve Moore brings up, uh, 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 and by the way, I think I have to wrestle Steve Moore for the microphone worse than Navarro, right? I thought these <laughs> economists, first off, I thought that Cortez, I thought the guys in Chicago were supposed to be so right. mild-mannered. You know, Navarro's got an edge to him, right? Because he's kind of, he's a Miami guy, he's a Boston guy, he's got that edge, right? Moore's supposed to be such a nice guy, but you got to wrestle. Moore brings up the fact that Steve Moore was not awarded, or Dr. Navarro were not awarded the Nobel Prize in economics this morning. Ben Bernanke was awarded, but you got to wait for why. I've got it up on Getter since early this morning when they gave it to him. They gave it to him for a study of the Great Depression and the work he did in the financial crisis of 2008. A, a, a financial crisis that he was the head of the Federal Reserve and up right. to the day it happened was given happy talk uh, testimony on Capitol Hill. Yes. And then his solution was to add four and a half trillion dollars to the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve to bail out the hedge funds, the real estate owners and to screw the American working man, according to the minutes of the right. of the of the Board of Governors as Dick Fisher, the, the head of the Dallas Fed over and over again, warned Bernanke about exactly what's happened. Cortez, you first and more. How do you give Bernanke a Nobel Prize, but how do you particularly give him a Nobel Prize on what he absolutely right. did as a failure as the head of the Federal right. Reserve and the financial crisis of 2008, sir? That's such an important point, Steve. I mean, it would be one thing if they found some arcane piece of research he wrote when he was at Princeton and said, oh, we're giving him the prize for that. I mean, so be it. He still wouldn't deserve it. But the fact that they specifically cite the credit crisis, the housing crisis, the 0809 crisis, uh, which he completely mismanaged, which he missed on the front end and then completely mismanaged during the crisis. We are still dealing with the consequences today. I'm actually going to write an article. I was so appalled when I saw this news early this morning. It ruined my Monday morning to see that he won the Nobel <laughs> Prize. Well, I'm going to write an article about this. And you're making me, unfortunately, I'll, I'll call it a tease for my article. But let me just give you two quotes of Ben Bernanke going into the housing crisis to prove that this man, not only does he not deserve a Nobel Prize, he should live in eternal infamy as one of the worst economists in the history of the United States. Here are two quotes from him. This was from May of 2007. He said, quote, the subprime sector uh, on the broader housing market will likely be limited. 
And then even worse, the quote that he's more known for in 2008, the subprime market seems likely to be contained, likely to be contained. He said that, Steve, right before the entire world imploded, right before literally the United States came closer than it has, and the world, frankly, came closer than it has since any other time to complete and utter economic collapse. Ben Bernanke, in a public microphone as the chairman of the Fed, was telling America, no worries, this subprime thing, it's contained. It's going to affect you. By the way, you know, go, go to go to birchgold.com slash Bannon and get your free The End of the Dollar Empire. The Politics of Money's Part 1, The Fall of the Dollar as a Prime Reserve Currency's Part 2. I'm coming out with Part 3 after the election, but you got to go there now and look at it. Steve Moore, let me challenge Brother Cortez, who I revere, you know, was Ben Bernanke just caught by surprise, or is Ben Bernanke's Fed one of the prime driving causes of the credit collapse in 2008, sir? Well, first of all, he's now in good company because 17 of the previous Nobel Prize winners last year signed a letter that they published in the Wall Street Journal saying that there would be no inflation due to the uh, Biden plan. So, you know, you've got some of the worst economists in the world who make the worst forecasts and win Nobel Prizes. And let's not forget Paul Krugman, who very famously in 1998 said that the uh, the Internet was just a minor uh, change in uh, it would not really have an impact on the global economy. So these guys are not, they're not very good at predicting. By the way, you know, I'm going to say this. I, you know, the guy who absolutely deserves the Nobel Prize in economics, who's, who's had a profound impact on the world economy over the last 50 years, is the great Arthur Laffer. Now, Arthur Laffer was the best man at my wedding, so I'm a little bit biased. But, I mean, there's nobody who's had a greater impact on Reagan, on Trump, on Thatcher uh, than Arthur Laffer. But, but because of that, I don't think Steve uh, Bannon, I don't think he'll ever win a Nobel Prize. I agree with that. Talk to us about, by the way, we love Art Lather in, in the napkin. Tell me about uh, oil. Give us your analysis of, of where we are in energy, the work you guys have been doing. So uh, Steve Cortez knows this because we both work for Donald Trump. One of his highest priorities, you know this too, obviously, Steve, one of his highest priorities from the first time he started talking about running for president in 2015 was to make America not just energy independent, but energy dominant country in the world by using our oil, our gas, our coal, our nuclear power. Uh, you know, our hydropower, whatever we have, Trump wanted to use it so we would reduce our dependence on countries like Saudi Arabia and Russia and the uh, OPEC countries. And incidentally, Steve, uh, how many times did you hear people talking about OPEC when Trump was president? Almost never, because <laughs> OPEC became a toothless tiger. This is almost criminally negligent that what Biden has done to our energy policy. We have this new study that estimates if we had simply stuck with the Trump pro-America energy policies, we would be producing 3 million more barrels of oil a day. 3 million more barrels of oil a day, which would mean we wouldn't have to worry about OPEC. We wouldn't have to go to Venezuela and Iran to get our oil. And think about what that would mean for our jobs, for our trade deficit, for our GDP. These are $100,000, $150,000 jobs in the oil patch. This, this is uh, the most unpatriotic policy I've ever seen a president put in place. No, it, it jeopardized the country. I want everybody, we're going to get this report out to everybody. And Steve, I want to have you back on. I go through the numbers. Here's why. If he goes over and kowtows to the House of Saud, he prostrated himself asking for a million barrel a day increase. They cut it by two. Their study shows if you just stick with Trump's full spectrum energy dominance, you're at the three million, which is the delta. This is the criminality of the Biden, the malfeasance and incompetence of the Biden regime. Last thing that Moore said. 
OPEC was in the dustbin of history. He broke its back because of full spectrum energy dominance. It means you're not just energy independent, you're exporting energy to the world. And Trump said everything. Let's do the sustainable stuff. Let's do the nuclear. Let's do oil. Let's do natural gas. Because we're sitting on three Saudi Arabias, the Permian Basin and Eagle Trace up in the Marcella Shale in Alaska. We have th- got divine providence has given the United States three Saudi Arabias. Why don't we use them? Steve Moore, how do people get to you and your group and you on social media? By the way, Steve, I used to, when I first meeting I ever had with Donald Trump, I said, we can be Saudi America. And he loved that. His eyes just, wow. you know, lit up and he got it instantly. Uh, and, uh, and so the way that people can get that study is just go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity uh, um, website and you can pull that one down. A hundred billion dollars a year the country is losing because of this big bat, uh, you know, energy policy that Biden has put in place. A hundred billion dollars a year. Unbelievable. Uh, Steve, thank you very much. I'll be back on this report. Is Everybody's got to get it and push it out. Thanks, Cortez, guys. Cortez, th- this, this hits us. This is, what econ- this is the deep economics that is manifested in capital markets, correct? That's what right. we try to tell people. Here's right. what the economics are, and here's how. Give me an update. You've got a, uh, some market news even as we speak here, sir. Right. To connect the pain on Main Street with the turbulence on Wall Street and in capital markets. Unfortunately, it was a bloodbath in capital markets on Friday. Both stocks and bonds got absolutely wrecked. Unfortunately, the pain is continuing again today. Right now, as we speak, Steve, the Nasdaq is down over a percent and it hits a new two year low. Semiconductors are particularly weak. The chip sector as a whole is down almost four percent on the day. And by the way, things aren't any better in commodities for consumers because to Steve Moore's point right now, and this is getting very little attention, crude oil, guess what? It's back above $90 a barrel. It's right now, in fact, at $92 a barrel. So we are not that far away from triple digit crude again. So again, though, too, capital markets are important, Steve, but I care way more about Main Street. But what I'm, what we're seeing in capital markets is that capital markets are starting to price in and reflect the pain of Main Street. All of it caused by Joe Biden, this terrible com- combination of extremely high inflation with the Biden-induced recession. That is the reality right now. And the other reality, Steve, that I think is so important for people to realize, because this happened on Friday, both stocks and bonds got killed concurrently. Normally, when you have that kind of a steep, volatile sell-off in stocks, bonds do well. And so for most investors, for most institutions, the what has worked in the past and the past modeling is not working now. If we show chart number one here, please, folks, I'd like to show this is year to date. This is stocks and bonds. See, this is not how this chart is supposed to look. These two should not resemble each other the way they do. I'm showing the S&P there in blue and then the TLT, which is an ETF, an exchange traded fund that's full of treasury bonds, longer dated treasury bonds in red. As you can see, both of them have been crushed all year. That is the reality. In fact, put percentages on it. For the year to date right now, the S&P down 24%, long treasury bonds, which are supposed to be riskless, down a stunning 32%. And Steve, to contrast that with 0809, because we've several times in the show now mentioned what happened during the great credit crisis. In that occasion, as terrible as that was for his economy and as volatile as it was for capital markets, let's compare an apples to apples, because I just showed you what's happened in the first three quarters of this year. What happened in 08? Uh, into 09. If we look at the most relevant three quarters, quarter two, three, and four of 2008, the S&P was down 42%. Okay. It was a bloodbath. It was similar to now. But guess what? In that case, bonds rallied 25%. And here's the point, Steve. 
if you have sort of a normal portfolio of 60-40, 60% stocks and 40% bonds, you were getting crushed on your stock side. But guess what? The insurance policy, the bond side was working for you and it was mitigating the risk uh, and it was lessening the losses. And for some folks, it even meant that they were gaining their portfolio depending on how they were balanced. None of that is happening now, Steve. Everyone is taking it with both barrels. There was nowhere to hide in Joe Biden's economy, and there's nowhere to hide in Joe Biden's capital markets. How did they get to you, Substack, and you on social media? I'm going to have you back talk about the uh, pension funds. Where did they go? You bet. So please find me on Getter. I'm at Steve. That's the best place to go. You can see the charts I just put up. I'm also on Twitter, at Cortez Steve. Also on Substack. Okay, short break. Mastriano next. Cortez, thanks. Mastriano next. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, I asked our next guest to change the schedule because I had to ask him about the energy situation of Steve Moore's report and also the crime situation we talked about earlier. Colonel Doug Mastriano. Colonel Mastriano, is that is that background? Is that uh, get? Is that the uh, the sacred soul of Gettysburg in the background, sir? Picture taken from the Peach Orchard, looking towards the federal line. Incredible! I tell you, anybody who has not been to Gettysburg, you must go. If you're an American citizen, you must go and take like two or three days. Colonel Mastrana, it can't give the tours anymore, but he's he's a battlefield expert, a military historian expert. Colonel, we just had Steve Moore on a hundred billion dollars a year from Trump's full spectrum energy policies to this disaster where we're begging every bad guy in the world to send us a bucket of oil. Uh, Pennsylvania is the heart of this. What is your policy for? Because right now, the governor and Shapiro and these guys, they are anti-worker, anti-job, anti-energy. What is your policy to unleash as a as a steward of our resources, the energy powerhouse that is the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, sir? And this is why Pennsylvania's gubernatorial race is the most important race in the nation. The Democrats get it. They spend $30 million at, at their candidate. And sadly, a lot of the establishment types really don't get it. <clears throat> but my, And the reason why I say that, not just because of our history as a keystone safety, because, as you rightly say, you know, underneath our feet, the Saudi Arabia of America, we have such energy resources here. We could make the world safer. We could make the world better. We could have the money come to Pennsylvania and America rather than going begging from Venezuela or still relying upon in Europe, you know, German, uh, Germany buying Russian oil and gas at the, at the tune of $2 billion a month. My plan is called the Pennsylvania Energy Independent Act. <clears throat> On day one, we're out of this regional greenhouse gas initiative. It's a Paris Climate Accord carbon tax that's already increased our energy prices by double on the 1st of June. On day one, we're out. Executive Order 17 January, I'm sworn in. On day one, uh, state lands are going to be open for uh, energy development. Uh, we're looking at pipelines. I have two pipelines we're going to build. One, of course, uh, to Philly, to Delaware, to the Delaware River. Uh, and uh, that way, we'll have a modernized liquefied natural gas terminal to export that across the, the world to our allies that want to buy it off of Pennsylvania and, once again, reduce the reliance upon Russian oil and gas. And then a pipeline to, to Lake Erie, outside of the city of Erie, so we can also export through that avenue. Uh, and the goal is here is roll back also about eight years of Tom Wolf and Josh Shapiro's regulations on our energy sector, something that he can't and won't do. And so we, we want to be become, my goal is to become number one in energy development uh, within the first two years of my administration. Dr. Oz, you know, Daily Beast, Eleanor Clift, who's a true hater of everything Trump, has got an article up in Daily Beast saying Oz is clo- closing this. He's using crime, number one, and Fetterman is obviously up to his neck in this thing. 
But when I read this, as bad as Fetterman is, and he's terrible about crime, terrible. This is Shapiro's number one. He is the number one person in the in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania that should be held accountable for this violent crime wave and nothing being done about it. Am I wrong in that, Colonel Mastriano? You're absolutely right. Josh Shapiro is the sitting attorney general, the senior law enforcement official. He likes to call himself a top cop, which is really fraud. He's not a cop, but okay. So he owns crime and, and law and order in Pennsylvania. He's been there for six years. Uh, the traditional media won't ask him any questions about his record because he'll fail on it. If it was a Republican, they'd, they'd be you know, crucifying him. On his watch, you're not safe for Pennsylvania. Crime has gone up nearly to 40 percent, almost doubled under Josh Shapiro. For, ex for example, John Adams said facts are stubborn things. Here's some facts for the, the libs out there. Uh, when Shapiro came into office, there were 277 homicides in Philadelphia. Last year, there was 562. We're on track this year for 600. This year in Philly alone, Steve, 1,000 carjackings. I mean, it's the wild, wild west. It's spilling out now to the suburbs. We're seeing carjackings you know, in, in safe neighborhoods. We saw, of course, what happened in Wawa in the Mayfair District in the Northeast. We saw the shooting at a football game in Roxborough, another you know, safe area of the, of the, of the city. Uh, my wife and I went to the only open-air drug market in America, in Kensington, without cameras, without fanfare. I, I don't do stunts, and it was heartbreaking to see this. And we're the fourth highest in a nation in fentanyl deaths. We're losing 12 to 15 people to, to uh, drug poisoning every day in Pennsylvania. Josh Shapiro owns that. He's unfit for office, and he should be, he should be disqualified based off his failure in Pennsylvania alone as the attorney general. Unbelievable. Why, why is the local media not covering Shapiro's because all the the DA's the guy in Philadelphia reports to him, why are they not covering this and just saying hey because this is about all citizens particularly it's racist because it's the African-American Hispanic community that's getting crushed by this why, why is the local media forget the national media it's all in for spirit why is local media not just even asking the basic questions about who should be held accountable when obviously it should be the Attorney General Josh Shapiro and I'm appalled as well Steve because Obviously, they've been you know, semi at war with me ever since I was fighting to reopen the state when Governor Wolf had his you know, unconstitutional shutdown orders back in 2020, lead, leading the charge on that there. And, and they, they'd go after me every day. Uh, I, I'd have a rally, and then they'd attack me. Irresponsible, no social distancing, hardly any masks. They're going to kill the grandparents. And then literally, Governor Wolf would be out there on a BLM anti-defund the police group uh, rally with thousands. And it was okay because it was a state-approved event. I thought it was like Honecker's East Germany or something going on there. Uh, much of the local media in Pennsylvania, sadly, has gone radical left, and they, they use Democrat talking points, the same old stuff, over and over again. Meanwhile, and they wonder why their viewership and subscriptions are way down. It's like, really doesn't take a rocket science to figure this out. But uh, the, the Latino community in Pennsylvania is waking up big time. What they're breaking for me, it looks like close to 60% now. It's fantastic, because they're, they're very patriotic. They, they love God. They, they love their families. They love their country. And uh, we're also seeing some headway as well in the African-American community, who are, both those communities are suffering huge because of the incompetence of the Democrat Party. The Democrats have ruled Philadelphia since 1950 with the mayor, 1962 with the city council, and the city has completely collapsed. It's, it's time for a change. You know, the definition of insanity, Steve, as we know, is trying the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, it's time for a change. Time to throw the bum Shapiro out and bring in Mastriani, who on day he's one... A, he's, a, he's, he's a stone-cold racist. doesn't care about African-American community. doesn't care about the Hispanic. doesn't care about the crime that's being visited on that community, uh, that community of hardworking American citizens every day. It's outrageous. Colonel Mastriani, how do people find out more about this race, social media, the website, all of it, sir? 
Yeah, go to DougForGov.com, everything you need there. If you can volunteer, if, that'd be great. If you can donate to our campaign so we keep running ads until the 8th of November, we'd appreciate it. Thanks again for having me on, Steve. By the way, I want everybody to go to that website today. Put shoulder to the wheel. This is a very, very, very winnable race. And quite frankly, you have to win it. Josh Shapiro is too radical and too racist to be the governor of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania uh, that has the sacred soil Valley Forge in Gettysburg and uh, Independence Hall. Look at look how look how Biden already went up there and, and, and basically committed sacrilege at Independence Hall. Colonel Mastriano, thank you very much. Honor, thank you for changing your schedule around to join us. Thank you. The victory in 2024 goes through Pennsylvania. We got to win. Thank you, brother. I asked uh, Alex Jones joins us now. Alex, I, I thank you for changing things up. I know you guys are super busy over there, but I had to, I can't, I'm not a lawyer and I've never pretended to play one. I get lawyers on here to talk about the legal issues. I can't figure out, I'm trying to follow your trial and I can't, I can't, because they're doing the trial and I'm not talking about the content of the trial, just the timing of it to, 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 to shut you up during the run-up to this historic midterm. But I saw on Friday, they're asking for eight, am I correct, $8 billion in, in damages? Is that what the lawyers argued for? Can you explain that to me? Because I am now, I'll be, you know, and I did go to Harvard. I am totally confused about what's going on in your situation. So you can take a second and explain it to me in the audience. Well, this would be a hundred times they're saying bigger than any defamation uh, judgment ever. And of course, it's all capped in Connecticut at less than $5 million. So it's all smoke and mirrors. But here's law.com. Billions of compensatory damages requested in Alex Jones' trial. $550 million per each of the 15 plaintiffs. $8.25 billion. So $8 million, $250 million. It's just for a big number to scare everybody. They admit that this is a template to shut down all other patriots and conservatives. It wasn't a real trial. The judge found me guilty. And then she basically uh, wouldn't let us put on any evidence. And so the whole thing is the weaponized judiciary, the model to take out the American people. The next phase of the censorship, just like I was on a few weeks ago, I talked about debanking, the social credit score being the next phase of control. And PayPal comes out last week and says, we're going to fine you $2,500 for off-site, off-app behavior and statements, anything that we say is disinformation, questioning elections, questioning lockdowns, questioning open borders, uh, questioning gun control. We're going to fine you $2,500. Totally illegal. And of course, they have to surveil you to be able to do that. On top of it, there was such a backlash, they backed off of it, as you know, Saturday, saying it was a mistake. But they put it in their terms of service. So everything they're doing to me and to you and to Trump is the model for everybody. Here's but here's what I don't get. Why I thought it was a trial to, to argue these situations out, like it's an advocacy system, adversarial system, as American courts are. Why were you not allowed to put on defense? And how did they come up with an eight point two five billion dollar number? Well, they judge shopped in two of the worst jurisdictions in the country, uh, that area of Connecticut and where I live here in Austin. It's just where I'm from. I'm probably going to move out of the area. It's so communist now. This is the same jurisdiction a few years ago that indicted Rick Perry for vetoing a bill. It's in the Constitution he can veto a bill. Travis County uh, indicted him criminally, took him two years and $2 million to have it dropped finally. And the same folks went for Tom DeLay for simply raising money legally. Travis County, where I live, I picked a bad jurisdiction, set up my operation 28 years ago, was never thinking it would get this bad. And so it's totally weaponized. And both judges, two Texas uh, uh, trials, two different groups of plaintiffs, and then uh, and 15 other plaintiffs 
up in New Haven, Connecticut, where they own the state, the Democrats. Same group that sued Remington, same group that's uh, you know doing all this stuff. It's a Democratic Party operation run by Senator Blumenthal and others, literally run the firm, and his son's in there. And they own the judge, they own the system, they own the political uh, process there. And so they said, give us uh, all of your discovery for three and a half years. Gave them everything, more than anybody has ever done in a libel or defamation trial. Then they said, no, you didn't give us everything, with no proof, by the way. You're defaulted, and so now we're going to have a trial on the damages so they could put on all their fake evidence. They could cry and whine for weeks and weeks with no evidence I ever stalked them, no evidence I ever attacked them, no evidence. Just, hey, our kids died, and now all that is put on Alex Jones, and we want eight point. Two five billion dollars. That is that is what they're going for. I am not arguing the content of it, but uh, because it, it kind of is what it is, right? But they they could put on a case. But this one, I understand for our audience keeps asking. You, you were you were not allowed to put on your counter case to say, hey, so that if they came for damages, I don't know, it'd be five million or ten million or hundred million, or whatever it is. But eight point two five billion. That's what people don't get because that clearly looks like they're just trying to destroy you forever. I was not allowed to give any answers, but yes, no, or I don't know. When I refused to, when they put me on the stand, the judge said, I'm going to lock you up when you come back for your part of the case. If you give any other answer than this, she said on the stand, people didn't believe us a month ago when she put out motions in limity or a month and a half ago, when, when this latest trial started up 12 things first that I couldn't say that I was innocent, that I was in bankruptcy, that I never said the names of any of these people, but one person. Uh, Robbie Parker, uh, that I didn't have money, uh, that I didn't send stalkers, I, all of that. I, I couldn't bring up political issues, but they could bring up Hillary. They could bring up Obama. They could show clips of me attacking Obama, but then I couldn't respond to that. So yes, this is the biggest kangaroo trial anybody has ever seen. Main law, mainline law analysts are now saying that this is the total, complete weaponization of the judiciary. It's, it's, it's a shameful. They put themselves on trial, and all they want is that big number of $8 billion. By the way, it's $8-plus billion just on compensatory damages. There's three other types of damages they're asking for, including unfair trade practices. With no evidence, they're claiming that because I sell things while saying sensational things, that that makes it an unfair trade practice when the state and federal law all... Alex, hang on one second. We're just holding you through the break. And on the other side, Alex Jones joins us about his thoughts about the run up to the 2022 midterm. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us, big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views, and our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change, and that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm proud to partner with Public SQ, the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that can never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. 
Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. Arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, go to TPA, tpusa.com slash forum right now. Turning point, you got this huge event. Starts in 16 December. Get your tickets now. It's in Phoenix. It can seat 15,000. It's going to be sold out, but get your seats now. Also, get Charlie's book, The College Scam. It shows you why you're going to be paying the trillion dollars of all these Debbie graduate students. But also, if you're thinking of going to college or if you're a parent thinking of paying for it, read the book first. Then I think you'll uh, you'll have a, a deeper conversation with your children about the the necessity of these propaganda centers. You can't look at better. Alex Jones is in Austin, Texas, one of the greatest cities, one of the great cities of their country, is now become the People's Republic. I hate to say it because of UT, and you see this all these universities around the country. Alex is is in, if you're wrapping up Connecticut with an eight point two five billion, which you said just the opening bid, they got more to add. Uh, don't you go to Texas between now and uh, in election day, uh, November eighth, twenty nine days away? Well, that's right. They away. had scripted. They had scripted. The deep state had scripted it all, going back several years, where all three of these trials would happen in the lead up in the, in the three months before the midterms. But now, because of the bankruptcy we've done for Free Speech Systems, the parent company of Infowars.com, it's pro- it's going to hold that trial off, the third trial, until next year. So I'm here. In the studio in Austin, Texas, hosting the show every day, putting out the special reports and all the forbidden information on the Great Reset and the War for the World at Infowars.com. So, give us your assessment. I want to hear because the audience wants to hear what you think. With uh, you know, four weeks to go, starting tomorrow, but specifically about Biden's talking about Armageddon and the Defense Department to come out. Admiral Kirby had to come out. Says there's been no change to any readiness. There's been no change in intelligence. You've warned us that they're going to try to pull something. And now that the numbers are breaking our way overwhelmingly, right? You see in South Texas, they're pulling out money. The DNC is pulling out money in South Texas in these races in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, What's your assessment of where we stand and what should we be watching for, sir? Well, if you remember, I was on about a month ago and I said, I believe we're going to see false flag cyber attacks on critical infrastructure that will be blamed on Russia. I'm not saying Russia's a saint. I'm not saying Putin's a saint. But obviously, Biden wants to escalate this as much as possible uh, as a political distraction from what he's been doing here at home. And they've bragged about that. Well, now ABC News is just now breaking, as we speak, major cyber attacks across the U.S. at major airports. And, and, and my crew was telling me in my ear that cyber attack news was breaking. And I said, print me the article. So during the break, they walked up. And before they handed it to me, I knew it would say Russia. And sure enough... First thing it says, the attack was within the Russian Federation directed at the United States. So the attacker was inside Russia. And so we see all of this building up towards what I believe will be a false flag uh, group of cyber attacks to be blamed on Russia. 
and we're just going to see a major escalation of the wars we've already seen. Talk of nuclear Armageddon, Zelensky asking for preemptive strikes inside the territory of Russia by NATO. And so I'm really most concerned about a expanding war as the smokescreen for the very, very serious economic numbers coming in uh, that we've seen since Biden turned off the U.S. economy a year and a half ago. Alex, you know geopolitics and you know national, a lot about national security. Are you worried this loose talk? We're talking about tactical nukes and Armageddon and, 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 you know, they're taking out a bridge and then, and then they're, they're shelling, uh, putting rockets into Kiev today that, and the Biden administration keeps goading this on and keeps escalating this. Are you concerned that this thing could metastasize to actually spin out of control? I think that's an understatement. Every major military analyst like yourself and countless others says this is the most dangerous point in, in, in human history. In fact, I disagree with Biden's statement about Armageddon last week. He said this is as dangerous as the Cuban Missile Crisis in the early 1960s. This is far more dangerous. There's more weapons. They're, they're uh, more proliferated. And Putin is weak right now. Putin is losing this proxy war, which makes him even more dangerous. Now he's cornered, and instead of giving him a way out... Uh, it's being escalated, and now hardliners are really talking about removing uh, Putin if he doesn't act uh, in a more aggressive way. So we're talking about getting rid of somebody who already is very determined and bringing in somebody even more reckless, more out of control. This is a total recipe for disaster, and we should all be praying uh, for peace, and we should all be reaching out to Democrats that we know and saying, why don't you vote or Republicans. You know, under Trump, we had a North Korean peace deal. We had peace in Ukraine. Uh, we had Russia coming to the table. Uh, we had the uh, $2 a gallon gas. We had the economy coming back, things booming, a secured border. And now you leftists really want to destroy the world in nuclear fire because you have a fetish for hating Russians and Putin because they've become a little bit more Christian. Again, they don't hate Russia because they're the former Soviet Union, the left hates Russia because they're becoming more like the American Midwest. They're becoming more conservative. They're against transgenderism and teaching five-year-olds about you know, sex and all the rest of this. So that's why Hollywood and the, and the Rob Reiners of the world literally have a fetish for destroying Russia. We, I mean, last week we saw uh, all these different Hollywood scumbags up there saying, well, we should use nuclear weapons first. Sean Penn, we shouldn't be scared to, 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 to use nukes. We shouldn't take using them first off the table. Hey, Sean, when you do that, it gives the Russians the cover to go ahead and hit us first, dumbass, and then we're all dead, you stupid Hollywood scumbag. Alex, uh, this is the voice we wanted to hear. We're glad you're back on the uh, on the battlefield. How do people get to information war? How do they get to... They're trying to shut you down everywhere. So how do people get to you, get to your show, get to all your content. They can find me from 8 a.m. until uh, 6 p.m. We have our three shows. My show starts in a little while. Infowars.com forward slash show. Band.video. That's band.video. And people can find for free the forbidden information. They can cut it up. They can share it. Whatever they do, just share the articles, share the videos, share the information from band.video. And that's how we can uh, circumvent the censors, the world is more hungry for truth than ever. And that's why the war room with Steve Bannon and why InfoWars is the tip of the spear. Thank you so much, Steve, and God bless. By the way, we got to get the great reset and the war for the world. You called it. Everybody's got to get that book and read it. By the way, Alex, I was at a uh, conference two weeks ago. I must have signed underneath your signature 100 books. People love it. It was, a, it was a great reset conference. And people, they all brought your book that you had signed. I signed underneath it. So it was just fantastic. Alex Jones. Keep fighting, brother. Alex Jones. Thank you, sir. 
the field commander of uh, information war. Okay, back here at 5 o'clock. Every day from now to the 8th is going to be a grind. Join us back here in the war room. See you at 5 o'clock. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.